Hello and welcome to the fourth episode of the Field of View podcast. This is a video game commentary podcast. The host will offer insights on gaming studios, gaming hardware, and the games themselves. This commentary is the opinion of the host and the host alone. So sit back, relax, and let's get this episode started. doing pretty good um i don't know what to say at this point i'm very sorry for the long delay i looked and saw when the last time i recorded an episode and it looks to me like it was back in august and here we are in uh october so here's the deal honestly um there comes a time where when you're creating something like this and i'm not saying i'm the creative type i'm really not as you can probably tell if you listen to the first three episodes a lot of that good stuff was all the editing that I do but when you create something you you kind of sit back and you see where it's at where you want to be could you improve this could you do this different and this is kind of what I've been doing with the podcast I've just been thinking about is this where I want to be? Is this what I want to do? Is this the tone I want to set? So I've really gone through and thought about it. Um, I changed the intro. I might change the music. So if it's a different song, that's probably the reason why there's a different song. I'm not really sure. Um, so thanks so much for being patient, I guess. I, uh, I do apologize, honestly. Um, I have been getting some encouragement from my friends who do podcasts and saying, hey, keep it going. When's the next episode? And well, here it is. Here's the next episode. Um, I've been wanting to do this episode actually for ever since I decided to do this podcast. The subject of the episode is a game. And it's a game that I've been playing ever since it came out. Um... The game that I'm going to be talking about is going to be the Destiny, the game. Uh, currently, right now, for all of the, those who don't follow video games, uh, we're on the sequel. We're on Destiny 2. And it's a game I've always loved. I mean, it's made by a studio um, that did Halo. And Halo was one of the first games that I fell in love with when I got my Xbox. It was the console launcher game that Microsoft started with the Xbox, and they really got a good one. It was a great first-person shooter. It had a great story. It had interesting characters. You were an interesting character, a.k.a. the Master Chief. So the Destiny game is made by the same studio as uh, did Halo, Bungie. What's been really great about this game is that it's been a little bit different than what they did with Halo. When they first announced that they were done with Halo, they were moving away from Microsoft, they partnered with Activision, who does Call of Duty, which was another game I used to play, and they were going to create this new type of genre, as all good gaming studios should do. I mean, you shouldn't rest on just one one entire game for the rest of your entire, you know, studio life, I guess you could say, because eventually you will either burn out or people will stop buying it because it's the same game over and over and over again. 
uh, Bungie decided to break away from Microsoft, leave them Halo, which I was kind of sad about, but I, again, I understood. And they decided to create this, uh, at the time when I heard about it, I thought it was a RPG real-time strategy. I, I don't remember what I thought this game was, but it was definitely going to be different from what they did with uh, Halo. It's going to have an RPG element to where you advance your character, you create your character, which it's it's really good that you can actually create your character. I mean, as good as the character of Master Chief was, really the only thing you could do to customize the character to where you wanted to was in the uh, PvP side or player versus player multiplayer for some people who may not have been in this genre for a while. The only thing you could do in Halo was you could change the color of your uh, Spartan or if you choose to be the uh, the Covenant uh, Elite. I almost had a blank on there because again I've been playing so much Destiny I, uh, I had to think about the bad guy that was in Halo. Which is kind of sad because I really do need to play the new Halo or the latest Halo, Halo 5. Um, the Master Chief Collection is back. They've updated it. And during E3, which I think I mentioned that on the uh, E3 episode that I did, Halo Infinite is coming out soon. Probably not until 2020, so technically I got some time. I got some time to pick up on Halo. But when I started to do this research on the Destiny game that Bungie was coming out with, I really got interested in it because it looked a lot like Halo. I found that it wasn't a traditional role-playing game or real-time strategy game as I thought it was. It was a shooter, a first-person shooter, but had, like I said, elements to where you advance your character. And when the beta came out for the Xbox 360, I, I loved it. It was great. I played the first five missions of the campaign as one of the uh, classes in Destiny. Um, I played Hunter. Uh, the other two classes are Warlock and Titan. I thought it was great, but I was playing on the 360, and at the time, it was going to be coming out for Xbox One because Xbox One was coming out. PlayStation 4 was either already out or was coming out at the same time. I can't remember. That was it was back in 2013 or 14. That was a long time ago trust me it's a long time ago when you get old that's a long time ago I decided that I wanted to play it on the Xbox one I wanted to play it on the next gen of consoles um, luckily it came out in September Christmas comes I get an Xbox one and I get destiny and I was excited about it I played through probably the first uh, 10 levels or 10 and 10 levels of the character that you advance with and I stopped playing because I was really into Call of Duty at the time. Honestly, I was starting to get bored with Call of Duty. I was tired of the uh, sci-fi space theme of Call of Duty. I wanted it to either go World War II or old school the way Call of Duty was or go back to the modern warfare where you could kind of feel like you were a Navy SEAL using you know, the current weapons that the... Uh, the SEALs use or that the Army and Marines use. It wasn't until I was at my job that I was at currently and some of my co-workers were talking about Destiny and I got involved with one of them who had an Xbox, who had the game on Xbox One. So we played it and I got involved with the whole more leveling up because when Destiny 1 first came out, 
um, they have these weapons called exotics, which has like these, just basically they're the ultimate weapons that you can get in Destiny. You couldn't get them until you got to a certain level, which is what the co-worker that I had, and he's still my friend nowadays. Uh, he got me through to level 20, and the game really started to get pretty good. I met some of his friends who played Destiny, and I fell in love with it. I was done with Call of Duty, and I really don't don't regret quit playing Call of Duty. You know, some people, they love it, and more power to them, but I just got bored with it. That was just me. So fast forward now to where we're at with Destiny 2. There's been a little bit of kind of a falling out with the fans of the the previous game. Basically what Bungie decided to do with Destiny 2 was change it up a little bit. They decided to make it a little bit different. They were really going on what they thought that people might like want to do how they could get new people to play the game if they made it less of uh, what's called the grind, where there were certain levels that you had to be at to get a weapon, so you had to play through story, you had to do all the different uh, side stuff. They decided that to make it a little bit easier, that maybe you get that stuff a little bit quicker, other than having to play 50 levels of a certain mode, and then you might have a chance to get that weapon or armor or raise up your power level. In the community, God love them, they hated it. They absolutely hated the way that Bungie changed everything with Destiny 2. I didn't find it that bad, honestly. I thought the game was still fun. Sure, it was a little bit different. Sure, they could have done maybe a little bit of more unique weapons, but... It, it's done. You know, it's what businesses do. I mean, a lot of people don't realize that Bungie is a business. They make money. And sometimes businesses, they take a shot and they miss. And Bungie missed with Destiny 2 with a lot of people. And I will admit that after a while, it was getting to where there wasn't a lot to do as there was in Destiny 1. Granted, we were coming up on the downloadable content that was coming out in uh, December of last year, and then the second one that came out in June, May, I can't remember when the second DLC came out for Destiny 2. A lot of things were fixed, which was great. I mean, what's really great about nowadays with video games is that whatever is messed up in the game, they can fix it. Granted, it may not happen as quickly as we gamers want it to, but they can fix it, and I think that's really important that we kind of take a breath, take a step back, and realize that it just takes time for them to fix it, and that's just the way it's going to be. It never should have been that way, I get it, but at least they can fix it. And the latest uh, downloadable content that they came out with, uh, which is called uh, Forsaken. So if you ever hear somebody talking about Destiny Forsaken, just saying Forsaken, you know they're talking about the latest downloadable content for Destiny 2. They changed a lot of things that a lot of the community people, uh, fans of the game, people who stream on Twitch.tv or uh, Mixer, they brought them up and they kind of made them the streamers the voice of the community and they they listened to reddit they changed it to where they thought it was more like destiny one where you had stuff to do every day when you turn on your xbox or your playstation or even now it's on pc when you turn on the game 
There's stuff to do every day. And it's stuff that helps you advance, helps you be more powerful, helps it be fun. And I'll admit that's exactly what Destiny 2 needed. It needed more ways to have fun. And I believe that with this uh, downloadable content with Forsaken, they've done that. They've done a really good job with it. And um, I'll go over some of my favorite parts about Destiny 2 Forsaken, about the story, about the PvP, the new modes they um, they went with. Um, but I wanted to give you guys a brief history on the game, where it's at, where it was, where I am at, where I was. So let's get right into where it's at for Destiny 2 Forsaken. Well, some of the things that they changed, you know, they made the content, the weapons more unique. They made the armor more unique. They made the advance very, very difficult to get to if you're only playing for like, I don't know, 30 minutes to an hour a week. You know, if you really love a game, you're, you're playing it more than just an hour a week. They added new weapons as they always do. Whenever games come out with DLCs, they add new stuff to the game. Bungie is no different. They added new story. They added new weapons and even some old weapons from Destiny 1. Which, which those weapons are great. They honestly are really great weapons. But I think what they really did that changed it, they really took what the gaming community for who played Destiny, who loves the game they really picked out doable things that they could change about the game to make it more unique um one of those things was is that in destiny one the weapons that you got or at least the legendary weapons which are the um they're purple um if you play any rpg or if you play any like dungeon crawler like diablo you know the color code uh you know what i mean by legendary um, exotics are the weapons that are more unique, a little bit more powerful than legendary weapons, but you get more legendary weapons than you do exotics. Uh, there's only a set number of exotics that's in this game. So the legendary weapons in Destiny 1 had what we called random perks or random rolls. There would be one gun, say you had like an auto rifle that made the range go a little bit further so you could be further back shooting a target. There were some perks on there that made you more accurate if you jumped up in the air. One of the appeals to Destiny, being a guardian, which is your character, which is either your hunter, your titan, or your warlock, is you have space magic. You can jump high, you can float in the air, and a perk like uh, the one where you were more accurate while you were in the air is really appealed to a lot of play styles for some of the gamers in Destiny. When Destiny 2 first came out, they didn't put these in there. It was all just like, you get a gun, it may be more powerful than your previous gun, but it's still going to have the same perks. There was really no unique qualities about getting your third pulse rifle of that same name um, in Destiny, all the guns have names, so you can kind of tell which of them apart. Uh, one of them is called, and it's always mentioned this if you do any research, uh, the Better Devils. It's a uh, hand cannon. It's always going to have the same perks on it. 
It's always going to have, and I can't remember what one of the perks was for the Destiny 2 vanilla, or when Destiny 2 first came out, what those perks were. Now with Destiny 2, you still have better devils, but it may have a little bit different perks. Like, it may have that perk to where if I were to jump in the air, aim my weapon down at a target, I will be more accurate while I'm in the air than if I didn't have that perk. Um, one of the cool uh, perks that everybody goes on when it comes to the hand cannon I was just telling you about is um, range finder to where there's more range. Uh, I can get into the technical aspects of it, maybe in future episodes I might. Um, but this is what Destiny 2, f what Bungie brought with Destiny 2 Forsaken or the Forsaken downloadable content. Another thing they brought in, they they brought in uh, a more in-depth story and they made it personal. Um, real quick, in Destiny, if you never played it, it's just like any other game where you have like NPCs that you go to and you do certain things with them or they want you to do certain things. One of the NPC characters is a character that the hunters... Uh, or he's in charge of the hunters. Um, his name is Cade Six. He's the comic relief. Uh, he was voiced by Nathan Fillion, who was in Firefly, who now has a new show on ABC called The Rookie, and he was in Castle. So that's the actor uh, from those shows that's doing the voice of Cade Six, and he did a great job voicing the character. So this story is about revenge, and if you since I said revenge, you could probably figure out what we're doing to get revenge for. And they changed this story to make it personal, but because, spoiler alert, Cade Six, beloved Hunter Vanguard, comic relief, he ends up getting killed. Which is kind of different if you do any research on this game. You're immortal, you're a guardian, he's a guardian, so how did he die? Well... He dies because um, he loses his light, or his light source, which is the ghost. Uh, the ghost is another NPC character that you always have with you. And I won't go into the technical aspects of it, because I don't want to make this episode really, really long for you guys. But they made it personal. They put one of the characters that was in the previous um, Destiny, Destiny 1, the campaign that you first played in that game... One of those characters ends up killing Cade, so you go after this character. And you go through... The way that Bungie described it to us in the beginning was it was like a western where you're going out for revenge. And you have to get through these other bad guys before you get to the guy who killed your buddy. And it really did have that feel to it. Um, there was a whole lot different than what they did for the story because it wasn't just about going to every mission... There were certain breaks in the story mission of Forsaken to where you were just progressing to get to the next one. So you were doing something other than going to a level, beating a bad guy, going to the next level. One of the things they did, they um, have always done in Destiny 2 where they had adventures to where after you did the story, you could go back and do these adventures. Well, they built in to where for you to get to the bad guy who killed your buddy, you had to go through his henchmen, basically. So instead of just progressing story, they made the adventures feature that they rolled out in Destiny 2 as, okay, you now have to kill this henchman, okay? 
you may be powerful enough to beat the next henchman, or you may have to do a little bit of other stuff. And like I said, there's a ton of stuff to do in Destiny 2 now to where you can advance your power level or your strength or your 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 might. It was storyline was great. I loved it. There was a little bit weirdness to it, and I don't want to go into that. But I loved it. I really did. Um, one of the things that I did love about the story that pertains to it, and what I mentioned earlier about Bungie putting old guns into the new version of the game, there was this gun, exotic, hand cannon. and I'm really not a hand cannon person for all you people who play Destiny, but... I'm talking about the Ace of Spades Exotic Quest. Um, that hand cannon was in Destiny 1 that you could acquire randomly. You could be doing this mission and it drops at the end. This time they made it as the Ace of Spades was actually Cade 6's weapon. So the bad guy who kills Cade 6, Prince Aldrin, he actually takes the gun from Cade as he's lying there dying and you basically go after Cade and you try to get that gun back. The quest is to where you have to do certain things to basically remake the gun because it was broken, battered. So um, the gunsmith, who's one of the NPC characters where you can get stuff from, he wants to rebuild it, but it's a quest. So you have to do certain things. The real kicker that I loved about the Ace of Spades quest is that the very last thing that you do before you get this gun is you go through this story mission. And the story mission is basically Cade's goodbye to everyone in the game. And I thought it was great. There were still some elements to where you're not going through, just, you know, breezing through the mission. You actually had to find these chests to where you got the story. And you had to find like 10 of them. And, um,. In true Bungie fashion or in true um, video game, you had to find them, but you also maybe had to jump up to them, and then there may be some enemies you have to kill before you can move on to the next one. I really love the way that they put this quest in here to where you didn't just do random stuff and you got the weapon, you closed out and you kind of said goodbye to Cade. Um, it was very very good of Bungie to actually put some story elements into these quests for these guns other than just hey you go out and get this material okay now you kill so many people in this mode now you gotta kill these people it's one of the nicest touches that they did for the game to make it more unique and to give you stuff to do which is what people uh, who played Destiny wanted to do one of the other cool features of any Destiny or Bungie game for right now one of the cool unique features for Destiny is after you run through the story, you can do what's called the raid. And the raid is kind of what we call an end game to where you can get more powerful gear. You can keep running as many times as you want and power up. And it's very challenging to do the raid. One of the things that you have to do is you can't do the raid alone. So you have to team up with people. So clans are very important. If you thinking about getting destiny to want to go into forsaken and you don't have a clan or you don't have a group of friends that play it there are ways to where you can get these clans i personally recommend my clan that i do it's called the destiny reset clan or dirt fam as we call it uh, destiny reset is a podcast that i started listening to back in the destiny one days 
and the two hosts that created that are really good guys. I might even mention them in other my other three episodes, but I definitely recommend looking into that. Um, but you will need five other people to run this raid, and like I said, it's very challenging. There's a lot of elements to where you have to figure out what we have to do in this room to advance to the next room. Uh, either like kill the boss or there's a different way you have to kill the boss in this room. The raid that they put in to this, this DLC was one of the biggest and toughest raids. And I can say that because I haven't played it, but I've seen it played and everybody has commented on how difficult this raid was. And I'll give you some quick reasons why I know it's tough. Since Destiny 1 and since they started doing these raids, they started doing a what we call a world's first completion of the raid. And it's just a title you can have to say you were the first person to complete the raid in Destiny. Up until now, there was no prize. Now there is a prize for anybody who completes the uh, raid first. Uh, they get like a championship belt and Bungie was great enough to all the previous world's first teams that did the previous raids all the way back from destiny one they got a championship belt so normally for those raids that i just mentioned from previous uh versions of destiny destiny one and the destiny two before the forsaken downloadable content those raids were usually finished in the same day um one of my favorite teams is a group of uh, streamers uh, King Gathalion and Professor Broman, who I mentioned in the Gaming Gives Back, they have their own raid team and they stream the raid. They actually did get a world's first in one of the DLCs from Destiny 1. I followed these guys on the raid. Um, when Bungie released it, they actually gave us almost two weeks to get raid ready. The day the raid came out, I expected, you know, I'm at work and I didn't, I couldn't watch it. Um, I still kept tabs with it. Uh, off and on during my work day but I figured by the time it came out which would be 1 p.m. Eastern is when you could play it at probably around 5 or 6 maybe even 7 o'clock somebody would have completed the raid and been world's first I checked it and it was like at 10 10 p.m. and they haven't completed the raid yet nobody's completed the raid I'm like okay well maybe it's a little bit difficult so I go to bed and I get up, and I think it was around, I checked my I checked the, my phone when I got up like at 7 a.m., or maybe it was 8 a.m., and there was nobody that completed the raid yet. I checked on, you know, Professor Broman and King of Thalion to see where their group was at, and they were not even raiding. They actually nearly raided 24 hours or close to it and they stopped maybe like an hour before I checked it because they were just too tired they couldn't do it it wasn't until I want to say around 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time that somebody finally did complete the raid that's just insane to think about that it took them that long to complete it like they went from the time it came out at 1 p.m. Eastern the previous day to the next day and it still took them a long time to complete it that's just what Bungie has done with this new content that they've given the people who love destiny they've given them more things to do and more difficult things to do which is what was asked for everybody was asked for hey i want my hobby back of logging into destiny having stuff to do and it being meaningful and the raid being that difficult was just great a bungee to do to give people the challenge 
Now, on top of that, there are some people who probably don't like that kind of challenge, but you can't please everybody, honestly, which is what I was saying for uh, for Destiny. You can't please everybody. When Destiny 2 came out and everybody just started to flip out. One of the last things that I'll talk about is also with the raid. I may talk about a couple more things, but uh, going back to the raid... They made it to where one of the um, areas that you went into after you completed the story is called the Dreaming City. Uh, it's an area that you can do all different kinds of things in, uh, get gear from, be more powerful as you go along. After the first team completed the raid the first time, the city, the Dreaming City changed. And it changed every week. And... I've never seen a game do this, especially an online game to where you get together with a bunch of people and do crazy stuff. It just shows that a studio who listened to their their audience, who listened to their players, realized that they had messed up with the previous version of the game. How can we change it? They did this. They amped up this. They made this more powerful, which is what the community wanted, and they basically gave it to us. Um, I've never known playing Destiny that after some a team completes the raid, it starts a cycle to where the environment changes in the uh, in the world. Usually, it's like okay, somebody completed the raid, everything is still the same, but for that area in the Dreaming City, it completely changed. It made it darker because of the boss that was killed released this curse. Um, it's just incredible what they did. There's nothing I can say, honestly. It's incredible. Uh, one of the things that they did also add was they added a new game mode. Um, it's called Gambit. It's very unique. I've never seen a mode like this. Gambit is a PvEVP mode, which is player versus environment, which is where you play against other NPCs. So that's like all the... Uh, the different uh, alien races within Destiny, when you fight them, like going to the story, that's PvE, or doing the raid, that's PvE. This mode also has it to where you're also fighting other people. So it's not quite like the Crucible or the PvP part of the game, player versus player, but it kind of combines the two of them. The way it works, you have a team of four. You're on a team of four. There's another team of four on the other side. You're transported in the same type of uh, level or map. And what you're required to do is kill as many of the uh, enemy as you can to where you can deposit um, what they drop into this thing. You finally fill the, the thing up. And it gives you this boss that you have to kill, and then you win the round. Kicker of it is the PvP part of it to where you can actually invade the other team's game and mess them up. You can kill a player who has 10 of the things that you have to put into the, uh, the cauldron to get the uh, ultimate boss or the prime evil up. I'm being very general with this for people who's never played Destiny or maybe will never play Destiny, but for my Destiny players, just bear with me on this. But what's great about it, besides being able to prevent a player from depositing what they need in the cauldron to get the ultimate boss, 
once you get that ultimate boss, you can still keep invading. And if, say, the other team has their boss at like half health, well, one of my team members, say they're one of my, I'm on the team and we see that they've got their prime evil at half health. One of the guys on my team can jump over to the game, kill the other people on the team, and it heals that boss. So it's a very unique mode. I played it a few times and loved it. I hadn't had a chance to play with a team yet, which it's another mode you should probably play with someone that you know, three other guys or gals that you know who play Destiny, to where you guys can communicate and come up with strategy. So there's strategy to this mode. I think it's incredible what they did with this. Uh, when they announced it, uh, when they announced what Forsaken was going to be and they announced Gambit, I thought, this is great. This, this is just awesome. And the communities really came on and said, this is great. Thank you so much, Bungie. You know, a lot of people who were done with Destiny, were done with Bungie, are now back because of this mode, Gambit. It just goes to show that video games... Yeah, they can be difficult. They can even be disappointing. But we live in an age now to where like these game developers can fix it. It's all internet-based. It's all cloud-based. To where, back in my day, if there was an issue with a game that I was playing on the Nintendo Entertainment System or the Sega Genesis, that game was just broken. I'm sorry, you just wasted $30, $40 on that game. But nowadays, if you buy a $60 game and there's issues with it, these gaming studios can fix it, can make it better. And I think that's really great. We're living in a time to where, okay, your computer program's messed up, we can fix it, you don't have to buy a new one. And it's the same thing with the games. And what Bungie has done with Destiny, what I love about it is they've made it more unique, they've made it more impactful, they've made it Basically, when I log in, which I'm probably about to do when I get finished recording this, I'm going to log in and I got stuff I have to do or want to do. I want to do this stuff to where I can become more powerful and eventually I can run the raid with some of my uh, Dirt Fan, Dirt Fam clan members. I, I'm getting to where I can't talk, so I may need to wrap this up. But I wanted to mention one more thing about the weapons that they added, and it's been one of my favorites. They've added bows to a first-person shooter with hand cannons, pulse rifles, machine guns, auto rifles, sidearms, whatever. Bullets, bullet-throwing weapons, and they've added bows to where I could shoot an arrow into somebody. One of the biggest things, or how can I put this? One of the great things that Bungie does is their weapons that they make for their video games are awesome. They feel realistic. They feel like when I shoot a bullet, it goes where I want it to go. And I feel like I'm the baddest person on the planet. With that being said, throwing a bow and arrow into a gun game, it sounds a little odd. But Bungie, they did the research on compound bows on how the arrow flies, what it sounds like coming off of the string, pulling back, the animation, everything that you do with a bow. It's just so satisfying. Early on in the game, you do get a bow. So you get to experience one of the new weapons that Bungie has developed for Destiny 2, and I absolutely love them. 
Um, there's even one that ties in with the raid that you have to complete the raid and you have to do certain things uh, to get this one exotic bow. Um, it's called the Wish Ender and there is a little bit of a glitch on it right now where they something's going on. I can't really remember what off the top of my head, but for those who play Destiny know what I'm talking about. But for those who don't, this very unique bow has it to where when you aim it down sides or when you pull the arrow back, when you're looking down the scope that they have for it, you can actually see people through the walls. So for enemies, like when you're playing against the uh, NPCs, the bad guys in Gambit, or you're running one of the other modes that for PvE, you can see the bad guys through the wall and as soon as they come around the wall, bam. You can also see people in the Crucible or the PvP part of Destiny. So you can see how the Guardians come around a corner and shoot them. Like I said, it's bugged right now to where it really doesn't... It's a slow draw time, so when you're pulling back the bow... I mean, when you're pulling the bowstring back with the arrow on it... And also, I think the damage is kind of messed up on it. So, again, Bungie is going to fix this. It's something that was announced that they're going to they're gonna eventually fix it. They're aware of it. Because nowadays, like I said, with Reddit, with Facebook, Twitter, you can contact your favorite gaming studio and say, Hey, this is an issue. Hey, this is great. Keep up the good work. And they're starting to listen to everybody. And... For the downtime that it was with Destiny 2, Bungie really took the time to listen to their players because they want their players to stick around. They want them to have fun. It's a labor of love for them. Like I said, if you create anything content-wise, like a computer program or a piece of art, you want people to enjoy it. If there's something wrong with it, you want to fix it to where they can still enjoy it, especially with gaming. That's one of the number one, I would probably say the number one thing that studios have an issue with is making sure their players are happy when they play their game. And I believe with the Destiny 2 Forsaken content that, they're, that they've released and the more content they're releasing later on this year and into next year, they've really done a great job. I applaud Bungie. Thank you so much for what you've done. If you guys are listening to this podcast, I, I just want to say thank you. And... For anybody who got a little burned out with the way that Bungie did Destiny 2 when it first came out and then with the previous two DLCs, take the time to really do some research on it. If a friend plays it, go over to their house and play it a little bit. If you really are on the border, I would honestly say go ahead and get the the original DLC. Don't worry about the extra stuff they're coming out with later. Just go ahead and get the Forsaken DLC and play it. I promise you, you will have fun. It's it's great. It's the destiny of old, but still kind of new. We all want the new stuff, but we don't want to do away with the old stuff. That's just what we gamers do. So I recommend playing Destiny 2 Forsaken. I'm having a blast with it. Yeah, so that's what I want to talk about in this episode. Again, thank you so much for being patient with me. Uh, If you stopped listening to the podcast because I wasn't releasing anything, I hope you listen to this episode and I hope you understand where I was coming at creatively 
we'll see how this goes. I am doing better. I Hopefully there's not a lot of pauses in this as I was doing before, uh, which is one of the reasons why I'm cutting off now because I can feel it in the back of my, my throat right now. I'm, I'm getting kind of hoarse. So um, thank you so much for being patient. Uh, real quick, I want to give a shout out to my buddies for the uh, Sideline Warning podcast. There are a sports podcast. Uh, one of the hosts is my best friend, Dave Adams. He's tremendous. He's a great guy. He can be a bit of a dork, but aren't we all dorks at heart? Um, go over there and check those guys out. Uh, ben Foster is one of the co-hosts, and Adam Russell. They talk about sports, mostly for the South. Like I said, they'll talk about Alabama football because we're all Alabama football fans. I'm an Alabama football fan. Roll Tide. But they also talk about baseball, and they'll talk about other things in sports. Uh, just give them a listen. Uh, Sideline Warning, they're on uh, Apple Podcasts, uh, Spotify, Stitcher, all the podcasts. You can probably find them anywhere, so give them, give those guys a listen. Uh, if you listen to one of the episodes, I may be on it. Who knows? I might have actually recorded this right after I recorded a little segment on theirs. Um, so yeah, I want to thank those guys for having me on for giving me a plug on there so yeah um i think that's the show i'm I'm running right where i sort of want to be so um again thank you so much i really appreciate you taking the time to listen to this episode to listen to me talk about one of my favorite games and it's probably going to be talked about in future episodes that i come out with so uh if you want to connect with the show the show's twitter i have a twitter for this show it is at fov podcast and i also have a email it is fieldofviewpod at gmail.com so if you want to reach out to me feel free to connect with us that way also i'm on xbox at dreadnought 78 dreadnought spelled with an n-o-u not a n-a-u I had to think about that for a second. That's running kind of late for me, too. Um, connect with me there. I'd love to hear from your opinions on Destiny 2, Forsaken, what you like, what you don't like, um, and then get you listen to the podcast. That would be great for me to know. So with that, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Go out there, have fun, but be safe. And as always, game on.